<laughs> All right. It. We'll do it live. Chariots. That's where I'm start. That's where I'm starting at tonight. Chariots. Uh, welcome to the Bandit Radio Hour. This is Bandit with my co-host Merce. Uh, I got to get into this story because the universe is lining up way too many things. Th- that again, th- this comes with the major warning that I might be right about things, um, and that's that's when things start looking scary. So. Let me go back in time. Today is March 22nd, 2022. Let me go back in time to, what, Merce? Three weeks ago? Four weeks ago? Beginning of March. I start just binge-watching some of my old uh, nostalgic video game things. And uh, I swear, this is getting to somewhere in a minute. Uh, and I come across something some of y'all might know about. Uh, Cave Johnson from the Portal series, who's like the antagonist narrator. Uh, long, long story short, uh, I'm listening to something, and part of a code word that he has to keep saying is chariot. So me and my uh, co-host and producer, Merce, just a little inside joke we started go- doing three years ago to say, or three three to four weeks ago, to say uh, who, it was the real us, we would say chariot. So just throw it into a sentence at random. So, uh, that was three to four weeks ago. And also, not after too long after we started doing that, playing this little stupid inside joke of chariots, I came across this hippie girl who gave me a a neat bit of uh, wisdom from her medium that I wasn't too sure of. But I elaborated on it in a really great long discussion that uh, my producer is going to insert right here. I was on a date with a with a woman uh, a couple weeks ago, and allegedly, allegedly. Uh, and now here's the thing about this lady: very, very nice lady, very nice woman. Um, really, not a mean bone in her body. Uh, just you know what? Like an active, she's like a hippie, but an active hippie, like. Real like extreme CrossFit, like does CrossFit and crazy diets and all this stuff, which I respect. God bless you. I don't do none of that. I work on a ranch and eat steak and potatoes. And not, that's a lie. I don't even eat a lot of steak. I eat hamburgers and potatoes. Um, but anyways, while I'm sitting there talking to her and being a single man, so I got to like entertain a lot of the stuff that she says that I may or may not agree with, but I'm happy I did entertain this. Because she said, yeah, you know, I was hanging out with a friend who was uh, <clears throat> giving me some spiritual guidance because she's a medium, her friend is, and revealed to her that you get to choose your life before you die, or like before you're born, you get to choose what life you're born into, but you don't get to see how it plays out and you have to like live it out. But then when you die, you come back and, and I tell her like, oh, that, you know, that's fascinating. That's, that's thought provoking. I uh, that's man. It really makes me look at things in a different light. In the back of my head, I'm like, "What a crazy hippie chick!" <laughs> like, whoa, that's 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 like miles beyond me. So, uh, anyways, we have a good time that night. We have drinks, good conversation. Call tonight. Head home. Get back to work. Do uh, do my normal thing that I've been doing throughout the entire winter, which is feeding bulls and heifers in the morning and working on things like either putting out hay or fixing fence or doing other stuff after that. 
Uh, and I got a lot of time to think. And what she says just keeps burrowing around in my mind. And, uh, and I couldn't help but get this thought that's really analogous to video games. And now I'm, I'm a little bit of a nerd. I, I play a lot of games in my free time, like some people might watch TV or something like that. Uh, but I want to go over a couple of themes that I was really playing with. And the, the more I played with them, I'm driving this tractor all day, the, the more it kind of burns through. So, all right, hear me out. Let's say it's a given, which I don't necessarily fully believe. Let's say it's a given, this check is right. And you get to pick how you choose where you're born and when you're born. Like, how, how would that even work? How, how would one even conceptualize that? And then I thought, well, you know, it'd probably be something similar to like a Call of Duty video game character select screen. Like, you know, like you get to pick like, oh, I, you know, I want to be born in this country or blah, blah, blah. maybe it's not time. Maybe time's the one constant you don't get to pick. Like you're just born at the now. It's just you pick where. There's like a 12 year old screaming in the background about something. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. So especially if, if you're playing with Latino or Canadian people or Americans. It's always, you know what? Europeans never have kids screaming in the background. I noticed if it's a language, I don't recognize at all. They're in a different time zone. The kids are asleep. Oh, okay. Well, good for them. Good for you. Euros. Get it in. But, all right, so here's my thought. I thought of a way how her theory could work. I'm not even saying I fully believe it. But in the same way, we log on to a game of Call of Duty on the internet and play as a character. That might be the same way that our souls link on to not not the same way but just as an analogy in the same manner our souls link on to our body like our souls are interfacing with our body and get to use our body and like the goal of the game is to like stay alive because pain hurts and that sucks and we have a whole lot of instincts telling us not to die I'm on a good living streak right now yeah me too so for, so far a lot of threats none of them proved substantial um for the most part i mean got some dents so, how this would work, you get to pick, like, your character, what you're born into, and you don't know the circumstances of what's going to come out. And you maybe get to pick other animals, maybe something close to reincarnation. But here's where it starts getting off the rails, like, with that simple analogy. In Call of Duty, when you die, you get something called a kill cam, where you get to go spectate other people. And we always, no matter like what culture, I don't know, I got a really Disneyfied version of uh, other cultures growing up. But like, as far as I know, like the Easterners, like Chinese and Japanese, really respect their ancestors and believe their ancestors are watching them. I always grew up hearing some version of they're looking down from heaven. It's like, oh, that sounds a lot like a kill cam. <laughs> like that's how you view someone like living out their life. Maybe while your soul's taking a break at the pregame lobby. Also... Uh, maybe like the goal of the game, and this is why I really am an optimist and I got kids and I try to try to do the ethical thing since I have them and I'm trying to raise good humans. Uh, maybe like the goal of the game, like, uh, you know, call of duty. There's a goal. What if this, this world, this reality is a game 
I should hope it wasn't designed by the Battlefield makers. No, God. Well, well, there'd be a lot more glitches, which Donald Trump was president. And Joe Biden was. So whichever whichever side you're on, to take, to take your pick, there's a glitch in there somewhere. Uh, but they, uh, not only that, where was I going with that? There was kill cams. There was, oh, what if like these deities like Jesus or Buddha or fill in the blank, like when their soul came and inhabited whatever body, you have like some precursor information and you're just going like, hey, guys, this is the name of the game. You got to like, despite this world being so terrible and awful and full of like pain and misery, it's just a game. And the goal of the game is spread as much joy and happiness as you can in spite of the wickedness of the world. That's why, like, I'm not Amish or nothing, but, like, if that if that is the game, the Amish are kicking ass. Like, they got the high score. They said, no, we're not going to take all this pleasurable electronics of this life, and we're just, I, I don't know, maybe Amish are pricks. I don't know a lot of them, but the ones I've met are pretty much, like, we'll help you if you need it. And we are going to have to get into that next time. Um, so, as y'all could hear from that, yeah, it's it's pretty wild. And it like we recorded that a week ago, 22 minus 7. That was on the 15th. Um and it was just a fun I, I love mental floss. I love just playing with stuff back and forth in my head. Doesn't matter if I believe it or not. It's just fun to entertain. So I've really been entertaining that with a bunch of things. Like I even uh told my co my producer that I even put a little spin on it. Uh, what was that, Merce, a week ago? I came up with a little addition to it with Dreams. Um, it was about the day after we recorded. Day after we recorded. I came up with an addition of Dreams. So, y'all heard all that. Uh, you know, it'd be like a video game lobby, yada, yada, yada. Well, what if, little addition, when you dream... So, uh, some, it's, it's, science cannot explain why we dream and why, like, every, just about every living thing that's somewhat complicated dreams... Or not, not just dreams, my bad, take that back. Sleeps, why, why we sleep. And it just kind of makes common sense to us on the surface. Oh, you got to recharge your batteries. Oh, you got to, you know, your body, your brain has to sift through things. And we just take all of that as like a, a given. And no one really thinks much deeper into it. Well, pinning off my little hippie chick pick your life reincarnation fun theory, what if when we sleep... <laughs> The same way you, you get off of YouTube or quit watching your phone or quit playing a video game, that's your soul taking a break from this reality to go do something we can't remember when we wake up or we just remember bits of it we can't even comprehend through dreams. So that's, you know, a little bit of other tweaky details like that. Like maybe there's different layers to it or, or there could be something. But that was my theory and that was our fun little inside joke. And you can check the date the trailer came out. I know it was recommended to me in a YouTube feed. Merce, was it Monday night? I might have been because I don't think I saw it to the next. Yeah, because it, uh, it was some morning I woke up uh, to just a frantic message. When uh, you start yelling chariots. Chariots? And that I was scared. Because a movie is coming out starring John Malkovich. I discovered this four days ago after I I pre-recorded that conversation you just listened to and told Merce my little addendum about dreams. And I beg of you now, if you haven't heard of this trailer like I hadn't, go watch it. Uh, pause this, come back. 
But if you didn't do that, like I never do when people tell me to do those things, uh, <coughs> what it seems to be about is exactly what I just said. Like it stars John Malkovich and some other people and something about reincarnation and there's a glitch in the system or something goes wrong and something about when you dream or when you sleep, you kind of access this middle zone of reincarnation. And here's the kicker. The name of the movie, the name of this like thing that I swear had a listening device and on my recording studio of a podcast we hadn't even invented yet. Merce, what is it? Chariot. Chariots. Not chariots, chariots. Not chariots. Chariot. So I think y'all see why the Lord has pushed me in the direction to make a podcast and why all y'all should convert to... I'm not... We're going to bleep that part out. Keep this going. That's why y'all can all convert to banditism. It's it's going to be the new up-and-coming thing where I just pull random theories out of my ass that have no scientific backing. It's just good, emotional, strong support with some conundrums from his head. And reality... You have to cut that, too, if you just say your full name again. Dang it. We'll beep that. Don't even cut it. Don't even cut it. Beep it. <laughs> and so it, it'll be the bandit mythology, uh, banditism. Which uh, comes from the bandit's mind upstairs. It's Maybe do a little... Twitter pool on a better name. But... We'll, we'll find something. We'll find something. It's, it's in the cards. Terrence! Uh, and I collect thoughts. I spew them out with some fun little banditized theory twist on them. And reality seems to hear me and think it's quite funny and make it unfold. So, um, who knows? Maybe like... Maybe something crazy could happen, like uh, all the Democrats start funding Nazis in a foreign war or something like that. But who knows? It's it's uh, anything can go. Crazier uh, things have happened. things have happened. Uh, uh, all right. So hang on, hang on. So Merce, how am I wrong about this? I need a I need a not crazy person's. I can't I can't prove that you're wrong. But I also can't prove that you're right. And the whole timing of the chariot trailer is more terrifying than anything yeah. to me. Everybody go watch that. Just go watch, go watch it. Go check it out. After this podcast. After you're done listening to the Bandit Radio Hour. And uh, getting into a little bit of current events. Uh, clipping from that evergreen tree that keeps growing. Is everything going on in Ukraine? It, it's like half of the things that in- inspired me to do this podcast. Because... I walk by a TV in my household and don't have control of a lot of the time. And I hear a lot of the propaganda coming through and goodness gracious, they act like this war started in March, what, third, fourth, whatever, whenever Russia invaded Ukraine. And, uh, here's my little asterisk note of, uh, uh, warning or fourth thing or whatever. I don't think Putin invading a country is like a good thing. Like, I don't like it. To, to me, this is a giant gang war that tons of innocent people are caught up in the middle of the worst kinds of drive-bys you can imagine. Uh, and Mark goes out to those people. Uh, but they act like this war started three weeks ago when really 
this thing started, and I'm sure you've heard a little bit of these points here and there, if you're in any kind of the podcast sphere or the YouTube sphere or anything on the alternate media. Uh, but good Lord, if you listen to the mainstream media, it started three weeks ago. And the gist I have gotten, and and please, if you only watch or read the the corporate press, correct me if I'm wrong, but the gist of what I get is that... <clears throat> Putin is either going crazy or senile or has a vision of a triumphant return of something like the USSR or the Russian Empire before that. He has his eyes set on glory and he's a madman much akin to Hitler. Like We'll, we'll go over those comparisons here in a little bit. Um, and he invaded Ukraine because... He's bloodthirsty and wants to extend his power. Which, if you look at the events and everything that's happened in the last three weeks, yeah, I, I could see if that started right then, how you could get that opinion. But you got to realize, this goes all the way back to, like, the fall of the Soviet Union in 1989 or 1990. <clears throat> and George H. Bush signing the... God, I can't remember the name of the agreements. Do you remember Mercer off the top of your head? No, we can add it. We will. We'll put it in the show notes. Can't remember the exact name of the agreements. But George Bush signed and promised NATO will not move one line to the east or one, one inch to the east. Since then, not only has that line greatly leaped by countries, that's tons of funding going into it by NATO, which is spearheaded by the United States military. Uh, the story of how some of these countries joined. Merce, have you ever heard of a country called Yugoslavia? Yes. All right. So what have you ever heard about what happened in 99? Not offhand. All right. So the story was the United States and NATO sent a courteous invitation to the country of Yugoslavia, which like, you know how like we got the two parties here, but in other countries, they got like a bunch of different parties. Right. That was Yugoslavia, a bunch of different parties. And we extend an invitation to their government that's made up of a lot of different parties. Like, hey, why don't y'all join NATO? And some of the parties were like, yeah, great idea. We'll get a bunch of military funding, we'll get better security, yada, yada, yada. A lot of the other, a majority of the other uh, parties said, there's some about the CIA we don't trust. <laughs> there's something about this military industrial power we're not too fond of. So like the majority of them voted in 99 we, we don't want to join NATO. And uh, the United States NATO said, we understand. Hey, United Nations, if it's cool with you, we're going to start bombing Yugoslavia to encourage them to join NATO. And all this is true. You, you can, I'm getting to the grand masterpiece in a minute, but you can look this all up. Uh, United Nations told them, as a strong-willed, surefire organization that they are, that we will not support you bombing Yugoslavia. And NATO said, all right, hold my beer. And proceeded to bomb civilians, uh, city infrastructure, uh, all throughout 99. I mean, there, there's like well, it, multiple massacres that happened there. Uh, but the good news was the next year, by 2000, they had joined NATO. So everything worked out for the country of Yugoslavia, and they're under protection of the people that used to bomb the living hell out of them. So that's one little example of us getting countries to join NATO. Now, we have we done that to every country? God, no, I, I don't think so. 
pretty sure we haven't. Uh, but I told you that story of Yugoslavia to tell you the, this little bit that this redneck on a tractor knows about Ukraine just because I do a little bit of digging. All right, first of all, if you, if you watch some of the corporate media, you might have caught on, you might have not, might not. Back in 2014, we got John McCain and Lindsey Graham shared this video with Merce uh, of them visiting the Ukraine to like their top generals. I, I, if I'm being honest, I don't know if it's their top generals, but it is. It's the generals in the nation that they're using to meet United States senators. So I'm thinking they got some swag to them. It's not your first lieutenants. No, no, it's 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 not your potato pickers the infantry that are that are doing that. Uh, so, like John McCain, but he's still alive. It's 2014, and Lindsey Graham are telling them how they're going back to Washington to advocate to the rest of Washington to give arms and aid to the Ukrainian forces in order to launch an offense to finally launch an offensive war against Russia. So that's like point number one right there. Uh, number two is, all right, I, I really like, we need to invent a new word besides Nazi and fascist because those words have just been like slammed into the, anyone who thinks the green grass is an off color of green is now a Nazi. But, I'm sure you've heard some reports of like this Nazi brigade or whatever. It's not all Ukrainian like soldiers. It's, it's one particular brigade. And I got this from the Jimmy Dore show. We will have this link in the notes. More than welcome to check it out. Uh, how these guys got so high up in the Ukrainian army was because they started, I believe it was 2013, started shelling Ukrainian cities with NATO supplied ammunition. So so the Nazi Ukrainians were shelling Ukrainian cities, not Russian. They're shelling the parts of the Ukraine, uh, eastern Ukraine, which is most heavily has a Russian influence and in dialogue. It'd almost be like if you went down to south like if you went to southwestern Texas and started decide to shooting every Latin Texan there was. Which you're going to have a lot of pissed off cholos and cowboys and just some asshats that are going to beat the hell out of you and shoot you dead. Because it's Texas. God bless the place. Uh, so in current events, we're crossing our fingers. Maybe World War III won't happen. Maybe our world leaders are too stupid to get into it. We might not even know if it's already happened. It, it might have been. 1939 Germany. Yes. Uh, so it started way before we knew it happened. There is, there is some scary stuff on the horizon. But if there's something that actually... Oh, and hang on. One, one thing I wanted to... I, I'm about to get out of here. It's getting late at night. I finished my uh, very uh, gay seltzer water. There's no other word for it. Um, the one thing that really drives me crazy is all the comparisons I've heard, and I didn't sum this up in my corporate summary of Vladimir Putin, is, have you heard he's the next Hitler? He's the next Hitler. He's the next Hitler. He's, he, it's, it's everything, uh, like, I, I've heard that from Democrats, from a lot of Republicans, from uh, even 
some independence. And like, here's my thing. The reason they're, I've heard they're calling him Hitler is because like he's invading a country and that's what Hitler did. And it's like, given, like, that's bad. And, and listen, I love my country, but the United States of America. And it's because I love my country, I fear and hate the government that runs it. And it's that that one country no two because he invaded Georgia as well so like a couple of years ago so let's let's give the devil his due dudes invaded two countries that's bad invading one country's bad invading a neighborhood is bad uh Merce, how many countries has the United States invaded in like the past 20 years most of them yes that's the right answer <laughs> most of them and, it, I, I mean, you go back to 94, and, and really, Putin, he he actually says quite, well, I mean, hang on, let me, let me reel that back. Anybody can say anything, but we're talking about, let's, let's talk about some actions. Most of the trade deals that Russians have made as far as fertilizer, as far as minerals, as far, and don't get me wrong, I know they're probably lining a lot of oligarchs' pockets, but good God, as a rancher in this country, you know how high fertilizer was getting before any of this happened? Before the inflation started cranking up, before this war, and Russia is one of our primary sources of fertilizer? And, like, yes, given, I, I, it'd be much better if fertilizer was harvested in this country and we were all self-sufficient. Yeah, but in the meantime, we're getting the cheapest stuff from Russia. So as a guy that produces the food... I'd like to get cheaper stuff to produce the food so I can keep y'all's hamburgers and steaks and everything cheaper and still make money because we're, we're still getting our profit instead of everybody in the middle. Uh, so, is Putin doing... I heard somebody put it like this. Is what Putin doing ethical? Like, no, it's not ethical to invade. Is it kind of practical and rational if you've had an empire called NATO that was only supposed to, to, to go up against Soviet Union and the Soviet Union called it quits and went home? And then NATO was like, oh, we're just going to keep marching east all the way up to your doorstep. Like, let me just put this in the words of the great Ron Paul, just put the shoe on the other foot. Let's just put this scenario. What if China, good old red Winnie the Pooh love in China, like made a treaty with us 40 years ago that they were going to stop all the super Monroe doctrine. We're not doing nothing in the Western Hemisphere. That's all America's stuff. We're out of it. We don't want nothing to do with it. And then all of a sudden, they started putting military bases, not even close, like down like Argentina and Chile and started, a lot of those countries started flipping like real Chinese pro-communist. And then we started finding out that China was pumping tons of money and supplies into those countries. And now they were talking, and that's crawled all the way up. Now they're talking about flipping Mexico to China friendly. Now, does that give like all the Americans the right to invade Mexico and start shooting every Chinese loving Mexican we see? <laughs> this that kind of sounds like like a funny cartoon. But like, no, that's that'd be like terrible in real life. Uh, so you could see from the Russian standpoint, just NATO crawling up to their doorstep. If if you've grown up in a rural environment, you know any redneck with a gun and twenty acres that just wants people to leave them alone. Putin's had people 
coasting up to his property, and he finally whipped out the 12-gauge called ICBMs and said, get the hell off of my property and all of my neighbors. He's no longer pooting up with it. No, he is not, and that is our pun of the evening. That's not a segment we're going to do. That's just the pun of the evening. Uh, but, guys, if it, the one thing... I think I've said this like three times, but if there's something I can tell you at like after studying the corporate press, even when you think they're starting to do good, they'll only show you 1% of the truth and lie their asses off about the other 99%. But it's 11.05. I've been chatting into a box for an hour. It's going to do it for the bandit and merch tonight. I hope you enjoyed our first episode. I hope you tune in, subscribe, download, uh, all your RSS feed. And you can follow us at Twitter at Bandit Radio Hour. Pop in there for spicy, ranchy takes uh, and some neat little opinions. Y'all have a good evening.